The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. It's here. Peloton's best offer of the season. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton Tread. Choose from accessories like a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, yoga blocks, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. Hurry, Peloton's best offer of the season is here, but not for long. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Limited time offer cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. I'll leave during the eternal discussion, though, dude. <laughs> I'll try not to. I'll try my best. <laughs> Did you watch it? I just saw the. Just saw no. We don't get it till next week, and I've discovered why. Um, frustratingly, but it does make sense from the business over here. So uh, you're probably not aware. Of Jesus this. Christ! Oh, um, the the last this week is the Diwali, the festival of light that the Indians and the Hindus celebrate. And so that's quite a big that's quite a big deal for them, obviously. And with the, there's a huge Indian expatriate community here in Dubai, so it's a big deal over here. So as I'm sure you are aware, though, they make quite a lot of movies over in India. So on the screens here this weekend, which is their holiday weekend, they've put a load of Hindi films on the big screens over here to hit that market, um, and it means that Eternals has been pushed pushed back a week. Uh, which is why we don't get it till next week. I understand. I think that's all the more reason you have uh, Kamal Nanjiani. (laughs) He's not. He's not. He's Pakistani. They make a Bollywood movie in Eternals. I know that. I'm just saying he's not Indian. He's not going to celebrate Diwali. That's weird. But anyway, so I haven't haven't had the pleasure of seeing this, what seems to be at the moment rather divisive. Um, I saw that Manny fucking hated it as well. He does. (laughs) But he didn't like it very much. Yeah, what was the what was the tweet? I gotta find that again. That was a really good tweet. He was like, "Fuck that movie or something crazy like that." Hold on. <laughs> Hold I do. <laughs> Manny Gomez says Eternals had horrible pacing and was uninterested and was uninterested by the end. Two I, out I of think- ten. Oh, we said if he was watching it at home, he would have turned it off or walked out or whatever, right? Yeah, if I was watching anywhere other than the theater, I would have turned it off. Two out of ten. And then, so here's the interesting thing. He had a pre-tweet debating if I should waste my time tonight and go watch Eternals. So he is pre-baked not to like this shit. He was, yeah, he was was literally about to say that too. He He seems predisposed. He doesn't have a lot of Marvel stuff. I mean, he's definitely a DC guy. I mean, he likes both, but he's like me, but I'm obviously more of a Marvel guy than a DC guy. I'm like a good movie guy. Um, and so we'll get into how I felt about That's it I like it later. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I, I understand well, have problems with it, but do you? I, I haven't said anything. How do you know I have a problem? What, how do you know what my problems are? You gave a straight faced emoji when I said that I liked Eternals, or I thought Eternals was dope. Oh, I thought you said no. Why? I thought you said you knew why. Hold on a second. 
Okay, good. You talk now. My my headphones decided to be stupid. It was like mobile device not found, and then it connected. So what did you say? <laughs> I thought you okay. said you knew why I didn't like it or something like that. Oh yeah, I do. Why? You know what? Uh, I don't want to know yet. I don't want to like, I want to save it. Hold save on. It. Save it. You know what? Write down your Dr. Jammer prescription. Keep that shit. Like put on a notepad. <laughs> put on a script. I don't want to put it in a notepad. I'll just tell you. I know. I mean, <laughs> save it for like when we get to that section. We we got we okay. got other stuff to do. Here, so. here's here's my prescription and so if you should be able to read this oh you can't I, I can't i can't virtual <laughs> background boy <laughs> I have to turn that off hey, is right. it gonna be a spoiler should i close my eyes no, so basically the joke basically, is, the joke is done the joke this is, is just done. a, a breakdown <laughs> i don't care anymore it's already done i can't even read oh, that. I, <laughs> like a i don't know what that says <laughs> exactly uh, like i a, can't read doc- i see thank you is that your signature Thank you. No, that was me. That was actually a description of the reason why. <laughs> I'm not Nick Doll. I can clearly articulate why I don't like shit. <laughs> oh, so do you want me to actually Uh-oh. write it down? I'll write say, you a thesis about see, why I don't see, like something. And see if, see if uh, it, it matches with what you say. If I write it down and then... Yes. All so right, then on. you can go from being like Dr. Jammer <laughs> to Jammer the Magnificent or whatever magician yeah, I'll be like, name I'll be like, like this. Hey Jonesy, check your pocket. <laughs> is this is this your opinion? Is this your opinion? No. Is that your opinion? Check check your pocket. How'd you it's get like, your pocket? Jammer. Though? It's like Jammer. I wrote this and put it in my own pocket. How is this magic? <laughs> There's tonight's tagline. Jonesy, check your pocket. Check your pockets. <laughs> check your pockets. You guys ready to do a show? Yeah. Do it. All right. Hello, and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the premier flagship and international podcast of Velarum Online. I'm your host, Brandon Jones. And this week, we got the lads. I decided that's what we should be called. Like before, we had the Triforce of Kingdom when, Geekdom when it was the three of us uh, myself, Nick Dahl, and Tanya. But I think uh, we have proven that we're just like the laddiest fucking podcast Boy. on LRM Online. Like just just <laughs> dudes talking about shit dudes shouldn't be talking about in a podcast that where we expect to have careers later on. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's what we're going to do. We've got a, a lot of news to cover today. But in addition to that, after we're done with the news, we're going we're gonna to give our thoughts on Eternals. So Joseph and I, we, you know, you know, Jammer, Jammer and I, we, we tend to disagree sometimes. We, we've got disparate thoughts. And I do. No, I feel like we agree Eternals. more than we disagree, to be perfectly honest. And even if we disagree, I feel like 90% of the time we can see where we're coming from. It's not like a me and Nick thing where it just, there's no reconciling. <laughs> fine, fine. I guess it'll be, it will be a civil disagreement. I just wanted to, to lean into to Danny's comment about needing some popcorn to watch this podcast, this, this episode. <laughs> yeah. It, it will be it will be a civil a gentleman's agreement i think or disagreement i think we'll see um like i alluded to we've got a lot of news and i think i wanted to start with some of the box office results just to get you all's thoughts and feelings and see how you uh what you what if reactions if any you have to some of the stuff that's going on and actually i'll start with uh the first one so no time to die as of last reporting, so Deadline was saying this is around Halloween, so it's a little bit of a go. So we're going to have updated and newer numbers, but right now it's six it's six hundred and five million worldwide. Six hundred nine. So that's it. That's the only difference. That's surprising. Yeah, but I so guess it's, it's not a weekend. Six hundred nine. Yeah, it's not a week. It's just a day. I think. So. Yeah, 
That's interesting. Um, so right now, sitting at 609 million uh, worldwide, we've got Venom 2 coming in behind that at $395 million, which is, you know, um, I contributed to that despite the fact yeah. that I did for a podcast. So that, that always disgusts me. And then Dune, we've got sitting at $292 million. Uh, so I'm curious, are, given that what is people different are now. saying about these films, hmm? I have it at 303 million. 303. 303? Okay. Yeah. Um, given what people have been saying about these films, I'm kind of surprised. I'm surprised and not surprised that James Bond has made as much. Um, and I think Danny and I talked about this before, the fact that it had such positive reviews and because the crowd was a little bit older, that mm. this would have some legs. And so it's nice to see that bearing out and that this isn't like a stale franchise or anything like that. So um, I'm curious, did you guys want to react to those numbers at all? I'm impressed by those James Bond numbers, considering the, the current state of the world in the, you know, the, Backstreet Boys reunion tour that's going on still, especially in in in, uh, in certain parts of the world. Danny, I would have don't you know that. they never broke up? They've always been oh, did they not? They've never yeah. broken up. Well, then what's these past two years been all about? Then I don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> um, I'm impressed by those numbers. I would have to say that if we weren't living in that um, that that world, I'd say that would definitely beat Skyfall's numbers of over the billion dollars because that one was mm. the only one that made a billion, right? I would, I would say yeah. that would definitely be on its way. I mean, it's, it's not mm-hmm. going to get there now, um, but the fact that we're living in this world and it got that higher number, I'm, I'm pleased, I'm impressed, but I'm also super pleased because I'm certainly happy to have contributed to, to those numbers twice. Yeah. Yeah, ditto, two yeah, times for me. Not- it's weird. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry, buddy, go ahead. I was just going to say it's weird watching box office numbers. And I know that we're only doing this for entertainment purposes, but every time I see a movie that I just could not stand to make a significant amount of money, I'm just like, Ugh, I feel gross. I feel dirty. <laughs> I want to go take a shower. <laughs> got to get this symbiote off me. <laughs> Anybody else? Anybody else want to react to that? You guys, so down, that's it. I, I think box office tracking right now is pointless. No one knows anything. We don't know how much streaming contributes to the bottom line. We don't know. There are so many factors for each individual movie that we don't know, like how much it's been affected by the pandemic or why a movie is more or less affected than pandemic. The fact that James Bond is like $600 million is, and that's like, oh my God, that's so much money. It just, it just doesn't, I don't fucking, doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. So, I'm of two minds about it. I agree and I disagree. I agree that we should look at it differently than how we have been, but I also think we can look at it as a positive indication about how people are feeling about going outside, interacting with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because you know we're still in the Delta variant phase of what's going on with the COVID. And so while I wouldn't use it as a marker of how successful or not successful a movie is. I think we can use it to talk about where things are going in the future and have conversations about what studios might do in the future. Yeah, I guess so. But because there's, it's so different for each movie as far as like, this movie was affected. This movie is on HBO Max. This movie isn't on HBO Max. It's like apples to oranges still. Um, And we just like, we can't look at it like we used to. But not only that, we don't know how we should look at it yet 
You know, what else is interesting is thinking about something like the difference in time and what factors we've got between Dune, which has made a significant amount of money versus Black Widow, which didn't make quite as much money. And there was a conversation about, well, the fact that it was released on streaming impacted those numbers. Like, well, doesn't seem like it, but we also have to have a conversation about those three months in between. What have those done for people? You can make an argument either way that those three months were, should have been technically worse. And so does that mean that people are feeling better about just going out during the pandemic? Or does that mean that things are actually getting better? Who knows? I don't know. I think, uh, I think but- people are adjusting to life in the pandemic, period. Regardless of yeah. whether or not it's worse or better, people are just like, fuck it, I'm going out. Yeah. Fuck it, I'm doing this. Yeah. I. So yeah. That's what I'm doing. Just- <laughs> That's definitely what I'm doing. <laughs> Granted, I'm wearing a mask everywhere, and I just got my booster shot every- yesterday. But Ooh. I'm still, I'm still like I- I've been out a lot more recently than I normally have. Like I'm going on like in-person business meetings, still wearing a mask everywhere, but still doing in-person business meetings. It's okay. uh, yeah. Look at this guy, booster gold over here. Um, anybody else, Nick Dahl? Would you like to weigh in on these numbers? Um, yeah, I, I agree with you and Jammer in a way where it's like. You should try to look at it, but the but the dual streaming model really makes it hard to compare a Bond to a Dune. But I don't know. I think you can still compare like a Venom to a Bond. Yeah, but also even similar audience, yeah. a, little, a little skewing younger. But you know, PG thirteen action. One's great, one's terrible. <laughs> so in that way, you can almost tell. I don't know. That way, it almost one, one is one is still better reviewed than than Eternals. Or both of them are. Both are still better reviewed than Eternals. What did Venom 2 end up at? 63%. Oh, fresh. damn. I thought I didn't. I just assumed it was below 50, like the first one. I actually never looked yeah. at the reviews. <laughs> All those people were drinking Drano before they went in and reviewed that shit. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Well, anything else? Anything COVID. else on Fox Ups? That is how you cure COVID. It's that. Well, drinking Drano is how you walk off a roof. But I forget. What is it? What's, what's the thing that. And just to be clear, that's a Batman 89 reference, not like a, oh, not what anything the else. Oh, what the hell is that? Yeah, Oliver, like, shut hey. up. <laughs> Oliver! Hey, there's someone on your roof drinking. drinking, drinking. I don't remember when that's in Batman 89. Uh, they were talking about the, he said something about this guy uh, walked off a roof. And he's like, what are they seeing up there? Detective? And he's like, ah, they're drinking Drano. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, just totally obscure line. It's not one that you remember. It's not like, think about the future, Eckhart. <sighs> anyway, nothing on numbers. Moving on. Moving on. Some good old casting. You guys ready to talk about casting? You ready to talk about movie casts? Yeah. Casting. 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 Talking about casting. Not the movie. Not the movie. So here's the thing. Go out there and watch for production. Here's the thing. Casting. production, baby. Casting. What's the thing, Jammer? So say casting, Danny. Casting. Costing. Costing. Say, say. Costing. Say manga. Manga. Say, say. Mm. <laughs> say, mm. I'm, try- you want me to say, I'm mm. trying to, I'm trying to understand the, the, like, the different British accents and ah. which ones go ah when they should go ah. But you say, you're saying costing instead of casting because some go ca. Ah, and some go call, but I don't know the, which what the where the, the difference and where they grow up is. 
because the British have like a million accents, and It'd I don't be a know. Different show. It could be its own yeah. show. Well, I'm I'm from fur- further down south where we speak more proper language, like. We okay, speak properly fair. down here. We speak the Queen's English down here. Up north, they the don't Queens. speak proper. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway, right. Jonesy, that's it. That's it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is language discussion with Jammer and Danny. <laughs> Linguistics. Linguistics, super important. Tune in, we have to be able tune to in next week for our segment <laughs> where we break down the, uh, the schwa and whether or not it exists. So we got a lot of casting news out of Hollywood, as we tend to do sometimes. Uh, we were hearing things about Christopher Nolan's next film. It's going to be his tent pole film for Universal Pictures. We already knew that Cillian Murphy was going to be starring in the film. As uh, the... I believe that's Killian Murphy. Is it Killian? I think so. I think so, too. All right. Killian Murphy. See, I need to be from down south where Danny's from so I can understand all these Irish names. Killian Murphy. That's terrible. I've been saying his name wrong for 16 years. Um, he's going to be starring J. Robert Oppenheim as J. Robert Oppenheimer in the biopic from Christopher Nolan. It's going to be dropping 2023. But we've got two additional names, uh, big names. We've got Matt Damon and Robert Downey Jr. joining Killian Murphy in this film, as well as Emily Blunt. Uh, are you guys are you excited about the cast? Are you curious about the, the biopic, how this is going to go? What are your thoughts and feelings on Christopher Nolan's latest? I'll watch the fuck out of it, no yeah. matter who's in it. Except for, because I don't know, I say that. I thought I would have watched Tenet by now, too. But as I mentioned last week, and Nick, you weren't here last week, so you could let me know what your thoughts are on this. Do you sometimes not watch a film in someone's filmography or maybe like something in, in, a, in a movie series because you want it just to be there in case you're like, you know what I feel like? I feel like a Christopher Nolan movie I haven't seen yet. No. And it's there. Yeah. It's there for you waiting. I watched it as soon as it was available. Yeah. Um, <sighs> okay. The only weird one. I don't it. I didn't I see it in theaters, but I got for Christmas or something. Like 10 seconds into the explanations, you should have known the answer was going to be no. No one does that except you. That's <laughs> that's not true. That's, that's a, super that's, weird. That's a, that's a fallacy. Anyway. Like I might circle back to something if I wasn't in the mood, but I would never intentionally save like a Fincher movie. No, I see. Like, I haven't seen Panic Room because I haven't wanted to yet, but I have never saved a Fincher film or something. Okay. You know? Yeah. All right. So okay. what, was the, what was the question again? Oh, yeah. I'm going to see it. Um, I also like... Your decision you're going to watch the fuck out of it. Yeah. This is the subject matter. It. This is a subject matter. Uh, I'm intrigued and in, in if what his Nolan twist is going to be on it, if at all, because um, Dunkirk did have a Nolan twist to it that I wasn't expecting. And uh, that was boring. It was a bit boring. I agree with that. But just the, the, the time, <laughs> the time tricks that he was playing with it, um, I thought was just a way for him to keep himself from getting bored with the plot. And I'm curious if we're going to see something like that. It didn't work. But, but I will say, uh, who's who's writing yes. this movie? Do we know who's writing this no. movie? Well, I mean, yeah, we probably do know. Yeah, it's probably I don't know why. His brother. I want to see Aaron Sorkin write a Christopher Nolan movie. I don't know. I don't, so, that might clash. <laughs> oh, definitely it will. I just want to see it because it'll be interesting. It says a deadline. He is writing and directing this film, which is yeah. kind of surprising. Oh, usually he works with somebody at least, but I guess really? not this yep. time around. Even Tenet and stuff? today 
have to go back. Tenay. Go back in I just think the most interesting part about the news is like, yeah, you're right. He know. wrote Tenet. That's that. Robert Danny Jr. is the most not surprising but interesting casting choice out of those because we've seen Matt Damon in Nolan before. But I don't yeah. know. I'm interested to see Robert Danny Jr.'s persona mesh with a, a Nolan film. Though he's a good actor, it's not like he'll be. The guy he plays most of the time, which is a version of Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I think and, right now Emily Blunt and him are the ones that we yeah. haven't seen before. Other than that, we've mm-hmm. seen Killian Murphy before. We've seen Matt Damon. A lot like you just said, yeah, yeah, yep. a lot of Killian. And lot of Ki- all the Killian, yeah, all the Killians. And some of the Cillians. Danny, you're, you're on nope. mute, dude. Nope. <laughs> you're muted. What? Oh, oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> I'm excited about the film. The, the casting looks pretty damn good. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm with Jam on this. I'm definitely going to, definitely, definitely, definitely going to watch it. Absolutely, 100%. Um, but he's going to have to do so. Because it's not, as far as we know, it's not a straight out biopic, is it? He's going to have some sort of twist. Um, so this fair. is being described as a biopic. So maybe it is then. Maybe it's just going to be a, a flat out, you know, the, the, the story of Oppenheimer's Oppenheimer's. Um, life or a certain section of his life you know the more famous area of his life maybe or do we know anything yeah. other than the cast at the moment cost no cast? as far as we know cast. um you know what's funny i i don't know how dunkirk is described what is that build at i think it's build just as. a historical i don't know that's a good question hold on look it up i'll look it up so it says that it is war film can't find it war film so I think that there's okay. there's potentially room for him to play in there, but I think you guys are right. I'm curious what if any, because to the best of my knowledge, he's never made a straightforward film. There's always something to it. That's like, what if it's like, it's like, it's like maybe it starts off with maybe the launch, not the launch or the, the dropping of the bomb. Yeah. And it like flashes back. Slumdog Millionaire style to like, (laughs) here's how the different aspects of his life contributed to this moment in time at a specific moment. Every time they count down five, it cuts back for like 30 minutes. That was like four. (laughs) It cuts back to a different 30 minutes of his life. (laughs) It's weird that the most straightforward movies that he has made are the Batman movies. Yeah. And uh, strange. Isn't uh, Insomniac 100% straightforward? Oh, dude! I didn't see Insomnia since it came out in theaters. So I don't fucking I like, remember. Yeah, I don't remember. But but not even the first one. He did like his even flashbacks. the first one. The first yeah, Batman. It's, it's twisty. First oh, Batman's Batman. twisty. Yeah, but the other two well, are one hundred percent straight hunt forward. Did he make Insomnia? The, the Robin Williams and yeah. um, that was like Kino. That there yeah, wasn't thriller. any twistery tomfoolery in that one. That but that was before up. he had the power. Well, that was after Memento, right? Which was cheap. Yeah. And then that got him this movie. And then doing a f- more classic studio movies was able to get him into something like Batman. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I stand corrected. He has done straight ahead movies. I, but they were, they were more early on in his career when he didn't have yeah. the power to like, if he was doing something that was, that was like a mid-budget movie, he had to play ball until later on in his career where he was but I argue- budget weird shit. I would argue that Memento was sufficiently twisty enough that that was low budget, film, wasn't it? It was, but then his next film, like Danny said, was um, and Nick as well. That was Insomnia, so that was relatively straightforward. 
that he made the Batman. But Insomnia was forty six million. Yeah, that was a mid budget movie. Memento was nine million. So it's like yeah. stakes were lower. But so. then between each Batman movie, he'd go a little crazy. Like Prestige. So between yeah, Prestige, Batman movies, Inception between Batman movies. He he got he he made the hundred and twenty five million dollar you know Batman Begins and it was successful, and so he had like a little bit of cachet. Wait, you know what? I'm gonna twist some shit up, baby. Gonna get twisted. Yeah, yeah. He had a little bit of of good faith, but in his career, it's funny. It's funny we're bringing this up repeatedly, mentioning Batman because we got some Batman news this week. We've got a synopsis for next year's Batman. You guys ready? You guys ready? I'm ready. ready. All right. The Batman is an edgy, action-packed thriller that depicts Batman in his early years, struggling to balance rage with righteousness as he investigates a disturbing mystery that has terrorized Gotham. Robert Pattinson delivers a raw, intense portrayal of Batman as a disillusioned, desperate vigilante awakened by the realization that the anger consuming him makes no better. Wait, what? Consuming him makes him no better. I was so close. It was so close. It's written weird. Makes him no better than the ruthless serial killer he's hunting. So here's the thing that I don't like that synopsis. It reminds me of a studio trying to appeal to teens. So did anybody, and I know the answer to this question before I ask it, nobody remembers the awful Wolverine manga that was released in 2009 it had the worst synopsis. It was oh, like, no. This I rem- is- oh, wait, not manga. Anime? No, manga. Manga. No, I don't remember that one. This is not the Wolverine you know. Logan is a teenage rebel with a real good reason for having a real bad attitude. It sounds like that. It That's sounds terrible. like along those lines in terms of like, oh, this isn't your dad's Batman. He's edgy and he has angst and he's vengeance. Um, granted, the movie looks better than that synopsis, but I just don't yeah. like the way the synopsis is phrased. Yeah, I think it's weird. You don't have to... For a known property, I don't think you have to rely on edgy, action-packed. Thr- like, yeah, that was weird. Who wrote that? Just say Batman. Uh, Boomer wrote that line. Matt Reeves. Edgy. Who wants edgy in there? Edgy. I hate that word. Edge. <laughs> so edgy for that opinion. Hardly. Danny, do you like the synopsis? Um, no, it does make it sound like they're trying too hard to sell something that really doesn't need a hard sell i think most of us are bought in already by the trailer i think the trailer did all the good stuff right it's made that synopsis kind of leaves a bit of a bad taste in the mouth compared to how good the trailers have been so it's kind of like well you didn't need to do that i'm with nick they could have just said batman and then put the release date and be done with it (laughs) yeah alternatively they could have flip-flopped these right so they could have released this the week before they released that new trailer and no one would be talking about this shit now we're like wow what is this so (laughs) true is this a new film that's coming out after that trailer one that we saw is that have they got another one coming already (laughs) there is flash so multiple batman movies in production all the batman all the batman so yeah i I agree with you guys this all the bat sources and all the batsmen couldn't put batman together again couldn't put a robin back together again he got blown oh that's better snap beat down with a crowbar yeah Sorry. Too soon? <laughs> 30 years ago. <laughs> Too soon, Jonesy. <laughs> I rem- so it was funny about that. My my stepdad was here this week and I loved like he didn't know anything about Jason Todd or he because he saw the trailer and so he had 
kind of this reaction. He's like, oh, it was just too grim. It was too dark. He's like, I don't remember Batman being like that. And I was like, what are you talking Fucking about? Fucking my mom does this shit all. So literally, I've had this conversation <laughs> with her probably a million times ever since 1989 when the fucking original one came out Mm -hmm. her opinion and the way she phrases it has not changed from that day she's like i don't like batman when he's dark he's not dark and i was like yeah he is and she's like well i grew up with the adam west batman that's all we know and then yet we've had a million batman since then and she still says i grew up with adam west batman that's all i know i'm like no it's not you've seen the batman 89 movie you've seen fucking (laughs) Batman Returns, you've seen Batman Begins, you've seen The Dark Knight, you've seen The Dark Knight Rises, you've seen fucking Joker, and yet, oh, that's all I know. Is, you left is, out is the two Adam that West. aren't dark. No, I'm naming the ones that she saw. I know, I know, but she has dark. also seen Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, because I would say those. <laughs> I watched Batman Forever this week, and I wanted to beat Chris O'Donnell with the crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. <sighs> Yeah. How long, how long has that been in your back pocket, Nick? Uh, ever since uh, Jonesy said, I mean, uh, Danny said too soon. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, your, your, your stepdad uh, is like my mom, apparently. Yeah, I, I think it's weird um, because I started describing, did you guys know that, I think I was a kid when I realized this, that whether or not Jason Todd was going to live from that explosion, they had a dial-in number and people voted to let him die. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I knew that when I was a kid, I don't think we ever talked about on the show. Um, I still think it's fascinating. So it's pretty cool. It is cool. Um, I think I stayed dead for a long time. How long was, how long was it until Red Hood came out? Like the nineties. No, it was way longer than that. Wasn't it? Wasn't it like, maybe jason todd or not jason todd uh tim drake was probably late 90s when he came out so i don't know now i'm gonna have to look oh um, red hood is old as fuck 1951 no 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 they're probably no, that's, showing that's different yeah that's joker red hood i bet oh you're even right. before joker red hood i think it was just right you got you gotta type in todd so you can get an accurate <sighs> red hood todd red hood todd um but I'm gonna I'm gonna do other stuff while you look that up. First appearance, 1983. No, that's that's Jason Todd's first appearance. Jason Todd. God damn it, this is annoying. You look. Yeah. I'm gonna host. <laughs> okay. God damn it, I can't research and host at the same time. Anyway, moving back on to casting news, uh, we've got some other interesting news coming out of the world. We've got Zack Snyder's Netflix film Rebel Moon. So that's gonna be coming out relatively soon, I think. And so that's going to be starring <clears throat> Sophia Butella. And I don't know if you all are familiar mm-hmm. with her. She was in Atomic Blonde as well as The Mummy. Um, and Star Trek. And Star Trek. You're right. Star Trek, Star Trek, Beyond. Trek Beyond. 2004. Yeah, Kingsman. 2004. 2004. Okay. That wow, sense. that is more recent. I thought Kingsman, she has the knife leg or the knife legs. Right. Yeah. So I'm she kind of excited for the casting. Yeah, it's very nice <laughs> legs and very nice hair. <laughs> what's this what you were talking about i was too busy researching to hear the news rebel moon casting so sophia butella yeah i like her i do too she uh she had a she had like a break recently like she was in things for a while and then she just stopped being in things yeah and i, I think the last why. thing i recall her in was the mummy um, fucked it up. atomic Bl- oh the mummy that was it yeah the mummy fucked it up that was it she was on the no rise. because she was in star trek after that wasn't was she, she? 
I yeah, I think Star I, Trek I, came I, out. Oh, you're right. You're right. But Star Trek also kind of failed. So that's not her fault. She was actually awesome in that. No, yeah. I'm sure she was great. Jayla. But I'm saying like career wise, it just wasn't necessarily the greatest. And then unfortunately, she was in a Atomic Blonde, which is awful. I don't like Atomic I like Atomic Blonde. Blonde. I thought a lot I of people I don't like liked Atomic it. Blonde. I just didn't I see like it. Atomic Blonde. I, I don't it. like Atomic. No one likes it. I just like watching Charlize Theron no, beat does. up people. Yeah, no, she's just beating the shit at people. I do. No, I do. I you do. really don't. You I do. don't. I Stop do. lying. I no. do. Uh-uh. I'm getting I my popcorn. Like saying, Popcorn's yeah, ready. Just like the Roger Rabbit, I do. <laughs> you don't. I do. <sighs> Nick's balls. Anyway, move on. <laughs> <laughs> we got some more casting news coming out of Hollywood. Apparently, there's only one voice actor in Hollywood, and you better know his goddamn <laughs> name. It's Pratt, Pratt, Pratt. <laughs> so Chris Pratt is going to be starring as Garfield. Uh, in a new animated feature, Hollywood Reporter is Why? reporting as they Why? tend to. Yeah, I more than his casting as Garfield, I'm like, who wants another animated Garfield? Nobody. Nobody Wait, wants that. Who's producing it? Is it Illumination? No, it's being Illumination. produced by a... <laughs> Illumination. It is being produced by, uh, so it's going to be scripted by David Reynolds, who did Finding Nemo. So that's actually uh, a plus. And it's going to be directed by Mark Dindal, who directed Chicken Little. So it'll be interesting. And yeah, I, I think that the writer and director oh, they have lined up. Chicken Little, not Chicken Run. I'm less excited now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Nothing. Nothing. I read a great tweet about how this What's actually went down. I'm sure it's 100% it true. Executive Definitely. number one, get me that guy from Parks and Recreation. Executive number two, not knowing who he's talking about, grabs Pratt. And he's like, I met Nick Offerman. Because <laughs> he'd be a great Garfield. That's actually pretty good. That would be pretty awesome. And that's not anyway. mine. I stole that from a tweet that I'm not crediting because I don't know where it is. <laughs> you know, fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Anybody else have any reactions to the Garfield news before we move on? Uh, my question is why news. why is it news? Why are we talking about it? Because I just being cast in everything. Yeah. Like that was the big that was I, just, I, Twitter for days has been like Chris Pratt cast I don't to voice Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt in animated film or like Chris Pratt cast. There were some ones that people believed and they got pissed off because they didn't catch on that it was a joke. It was like I don't, my favorite this, one, Chris Pratt Chris cast Pratt. the voice link. Legend of Zelda movie. That was my favorite. My one. favorite one is is Chris Pratt replaces Scarlett Johansson in the Ghost in the Shell movie. I think that was my favorite one. Oh yeah, I did one. see that. <laughs> but you know what's funny about Chris Pratt as Link? He would actually be really good if they were oh. going for no, no, no. If they were going for like the '90s version of Link, do you remember that? Excuse yeah. me, Princess. That was '80s. That? Was it '80s? Whatever. Yeah. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, yeah. If they were going to go for that, that would you be don't want to go for that? Why would you want to go for that? I'm just saying, if you were going to, like, ironically, it's been because dark now. <laughs> no, it's just not that. Stop kidding. <laughs> Have you w- played Wind Waker? Make it Wind Waker. Oh, I would watch the fuck out of a no, Wind Waker you anime. Make you're the, the only one. Like a movie. lot of people complain about Wind Waker. I don't fuck understand. It. No, they don't. No, they don't. Yes, Wind they do. yes, they do. No, they, people complain no, about the animation no, style all spe- the time. No, people love it. I love it. No, no, listen. I love it. Listen, I'm not arguing. Twelve. It looks gorgeous. The twelve-year-old edge lords are the ones who are just like, oh. Give me, give me a fucking Wolverine for who has a good reason to have a bad attitude. Give me that shit instead. Give me, give me the edgy Batman, not my, not my daddy's Batman. 
I'm not disagreeing with you that it's a gorgeous game. I'm just saying that it is a thing. You know it's a thing. I thought it was a thing before the game came out, but I also thought that the 15 years since then, people have grown the fuck up, but apparently not. Nine. Nine. <sighs> Why do I Guess have to what? live? Because we love you. Okay. Good enough. Trailers. You guys want some trailers? Yeah. We got trailers. trailers. We've got two trailers this week. We've got Morbius coming from Sony Pictures. Um, I think this is this is going to be interesting. So we've got Jared Leto uh, playing Morbius. This is the second trailer we've gotten for this. Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be dropping in January of 2022. And we got to see a little bit more of the film. Um, Got to see a little bit more of his powers. And this is weird. I remember when I saw the Venom trailer and I was like, that's going to be shit. When I watched this, I was like, I, I don't know that this is going to be bad. I can't yeah, tell. I, don't, I felt the same way. I was like, it feels like it could be fun. It's got a chance. Yeah. It has a chance. Um, I'm, I'm holding on to the hope that this is just somehow good. Because um, <laughs> you know what it actually gave me? which is weird to say it gave me blade two vibes so like there was something yeah, about the production that. and i was like you know what i'm into this and i just is it hope the, it's is it the, the mahershala ali was, was he in that no not yet he wasn't not yet no in blade two he's he's going to be no i'm not talking about blade two i'm talking about in this trailer i don't think so oh, oh, no. oh, that's tyrese racist yeah. bastard it's like a robot arm or some shit I think it's just broken. I think they just put in a cast. Oh, okay. It looks weird. It doesn't look like a normal cast. <laughs> Compound fracture, baby. I don't know. You could be right. It definitely looked like a cast to me, but it definitely could be like a robot arm. Is he like the guy from, from Mortal Kombat? No, he's like Roman Pierce. That's what he always is. Um, oh, never mind. Never mind. I'm done. Does now. anyone else have any thoughts or feelings about the Morbius trailer? I like the visual style of like him flying and like seeing stuff, echolocation. I think it's, it's, and I just think the visuals in general just look better than the Venom movies, at least it out of does, the trailer. Yeah. I agree. And I don't know. I, I still don't think it'll be good though, just because. Why? God damn it, Nick. Don't ruin it. Why Nick? Why Nick? Tony's track record going back God all the way to Amazing Spider-Man. You can't, you can't base it off a track project. record. You can't base it on a track record. Just like look at the evidence in front of you. The evidence in front of you is the trailer. That's the, trailer the objective evidence. Good. Okay. It's the most you interesting know, to me is that it, it, a lot of people point out that there's like stuff from every universe in it. Like all yeah, like you is. have uh, yeah. Adrian Toomes, the Oscorp Tower is the same as Amazing Spider-Man. The newspaper is the same as Amazing Spider-Man. There's some rain, like the Raimi Spider-Man is still on the wall. Yeah. Like they didn't yeah. change that, even though it's just a picture from the video game, apparently. Mm-hmm. So that they're making, they're, these are all choices, obviously. That wasn't just a, if they haven't changed that, and that wasn't a, it's not an accident. There's a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. And then the, the Venom wall. joke, I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, the Venom joke is hilarious. Yeah. I missed that. What, what was that? Like, at, the um, very, at the very end. Said something like, this is that thing from San Francisco or something like that. No, no, the other part oh, was like, I yeah, am Venom, Venom. And he's like, just kidding. I'm Dr. Whatever at your service. Dr. Oh. Morbius. Did I miss that? I, must, I don't remember that. Yeah, it's I think the, there's an the, international the one and a non-international one. Oh, you know what? I the think I've only seen the international here, one. You, you show here a trip. This isn't the trailer that you have. We don't have the trailer not, in the chat. No, we do. No, he has a link a to the trailer also. But he's not 
Where? The one that's Where? just the code. There's no graphic for it. Jammer. We're great at our job. Maybe Jammer. That don't jammer I, just, I, I guess Whatever. I didn't notice that he said, I am Venom. I just, yeah, I don't remember that. I never pick up that bit. But I do remember that scene where he said, I'm just kidding. I'm Dr. Morbius. Yeah, that's, that's why that. he says, I'm just kidding. It's because that's why he says, yeah. I am Venom. And so is that, in the, is that in the vignette or is that in the trailer? It's in both. No, it's not in the trailer. Oh, it's in the trailer. Oh, that was in the trailer because I definitely saw that, Gunsy. He like does the face and everything where it changes, and you're like, I have Venom. And then he changes back. I'm like, just kidding. Interesting. <laughs> it is like a criminal or someone, but good. I think it's also in a convenience store. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and watch it because I don't screen. remember that. You should have said it's we. <laughs> but I guess I was, scrolling, I was scrolling through this vignette thinking it was the trailer, and I'm like, I could have sworn there was like a lot more scenes. And then I realized there was this wasn't the trailer. This yeah. was this was the fucking vignette. Or, you know what's yeah. funny, Nick? You sent out a tweet about the white Spider-Man uh, symbol on the symbiote, and that's the thing that drives you nuts. Not saying we is the thing that bugs the shit out of me about Venom because I don't like that they didn't use that to distinguish between Cletus Cassidy and Venom. So where Cletus Cassidy and Carnage say I because they're so insane that they yeah. Together. and venom and eddie brock say we because they are still two different personalities but whatever fuck that movie also let, let's acknowledge the fact that apparently i am racist that was tyrese and i definitely did think that was marshall ollie oh it's <laughs> weird that you had to go back and mention like i had moved i'd already accepted you no i know that movie. because no, i was yeah. looking i was just like was it <laughs> oh there are two yeah very yeah, different was. actors especially oh, like aware. quality of <laughs> Wait, are Rolls. you telling me Tyrese isn't a good actor? You take Compared that back, Roman Pierce Ali. is <laughs> Dude, fucking Roman Pierce. Two-time man. Oscar he's, winner. Yeah. He's the best. <laughs> he's hungry. Oh, we hungry. I'm not going to say we hungry. I'm going to say he, because we're talking about him. See, that's why I hate you, because you and Venom, you should be saying we. We are. We got another trailer this week. We got uh, some books of Boba Fett. Can Boba Fett read? Anyway. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. You don't think so? I mean, I absolutely know. not. No. I assume he's like the Transformers from that one movie. They couldn't Transformers? Read they couldn't read good. Oh, the second Those, one? Oh, yeah. the racist. Oh, the totally the racist, racist ones. ones. Yeah, the racist, the racist ones. ones. Jamaican robots. Uh, yeah. We don't, we can't read good. Anyway. <laughs> God damn you, Michael Bay. What do you guys think about this trailer? <laughs> I didn't feel anything from this. Was, um, yeah, that's how I felt. I was like, I, I kind of dug a little bit where it's just like, Jabba ruled and ruled from fear. I ruled from respect. I'm like, okay, I can get aboard yeah. with that. I'm not really sold on any of the action here, but sure, I'll get aboard with it. As here's the thing, I don't like. I'm a, I'm upset still with Mandalorian season two because a too much fan service, too much. Like fucking stand on your own feet, you piece of shit. But also, I'm angry. I hated. I loved. I so hated that it made me, I hated that it made me like Boba Fett. I'm like, oh. I guess I like Boba Fett now. Yeah, I guess I'll watch Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett, because I'm interested in his character now because of what they did with him in the show. Also for um, the podcast. But go ahead. I know that, but I would I would watch it anyway. Um, and so I am still invested in what this character can do and where they'll take him, even if this trailer is kind of bleh. Okay. No, I'll agree. It did nothing for me, too. It, and it feels like it's even going to be even bigger fan service than The Mandalorian. It's like, right, look, look, here's like five shots of uh, his hut. And- it's a little less frustrating for me, though, because it's Boba Fett. Like, it, it doesn't, it's not trying to say, we're not Boba Fett. 
yeah. we're gonna be off on our own thing um whereas mandalorian did and this one is like okay we are we are fan service i mean mm. i wish i never brought him back still at this point like I like the mysterious Boba Fett who didn't do anything. I don't want to see the actor from the Clone Wars playing Boba Fett, as I call him, because he's much, much wider than the original okay. actor. Wow. Okay. Wow. Part of it's body muscle. shame in Nick Dahl. It's yeah, mostly body- muscle, but it's the same thing. My friend used to call um, Ben Affleck Batman Batman just because he's so wide because he's so muscular. It makes him look stout. Hey, can you, can you change Nick's name on Zoom to Nick Body Shame Dahl? Because that's just... Just uncool just doesn't look like Boba Fett the costume doesn't look right on him like I look at yeah which is weird though because it is him so people just get old. no but he wasn't wearing the costume I mean they used to in the make original that movie they had a skinny dude <laughs> I yeah, just think that this has been a 30 year and... campaign to make Boba Fett cool right well I, re- I remember they called uh, I mean, cool. freaking a newspaper I read in freaking 1990 frickin or 2000 they use when, when they first used Django fat they called him fat so that joke's been around forever oh I... but he wasn't fat Django, mean he's... he was skinnier back then the same actor. he was Django looked the same as uh they still that didn't stop them from calling him Django fat so i remember seeing um once were warriors that was the first thing i ever saw him in when i was in high school and um, when I saw that he was going to be Django Fett, who is based on Boba Fett, I was really excited. But having seen him in Once of Warriors, he was like pretty in shape dude and stayed that way for Clone Wars, but whatever. Okay, because that was the other thing. It's been how long? Like, has it been like, it's been over, it's been almost 20 years. Yes. Over 20 since they started the originals, but he wasn't in the first one. I mean, so no, obviously as you like, age, it's harder to stay in shape, especially when you're, not doing a lot of movies are you walking back your fat shame criticism is that what's happening here? no that's the whole point obviously he's going to be more heavier because it's 20 years older yes we so, know that you're the only okay. one who didn't know that you really <laughs> no that's why that's one of the reasons why i call him fat <laughs> because yeah he's an older actor not old there's well, like old person just like he was more in his prime age, in 20 years 2002 more than or something I'm a very so, different person than I was 20 years ago, size-wise. Well, like, Boba Fett, yeah, it's funny, because, like, Boba Fett, like, yeah, it's not consistent, I'll give you that, but I do like the way Boba Fett looks now more than he did back on Empire and the other one, Return of the Jedi. Because he looks kind of like, you look back at that, I'm like, he kind of looks wimpy. He looks kind of scrawny. Because he's, I'm really, scrawny he's pretty shame. skinny in those I'm going to body shame the other way. He looks scrawny. He looks like a wimp. Whereas if you see Be- Boba Fett from the fucking show, like Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, it's like, fuck, I do not want to mess with that guy. Yeah. That guy can beat the cool. shit out of me. He could like punch me. He could like punch me. Like, you know, like in those, um, in those freaking cartoony movies or the cartoons where you have that big guy and then he punches someone in the head and they go, Poof! and they just fall backwards. He would do that to you. He would punch you at the top of your head and knock you Where's out. There's a lost dark punch. He hits. Yeah. And then he just immediately hits the ground. <laughs> I, w- I don't get that same feeling from Boba Fett from Empire and, and Return of the Jedi. So Agreed. I just, this is really How probably the project I'm least interested in out of all the Disney announced ones. They've gotten me to but I'm gonna watch Boba it, Fett. Obviously. I never thought we'd be here. All right, Danny. You're, you're the last hope. You're, you're the Return <laughs> of the Jedi. You're the, I don't even know what to call it. How do you feel about this trailer? Yay or nay? Can uh, I have the one Ooh. in the middle? Ooh. Can I have the one in the middle? Yeah, wow. a, I've was super excited when it dropped and then I turned it on and watched the two minutes and then when it was over 
my face went in a, uh, okay, mm. I'll still watch it, but it did nothing for me. It didn't get me super excited like The Mandalorian did when it came out. However, I'm not so upset that it will be fan service kind of one. I think this fits perfectly. It is Boba Fett, like Jammer said. We're going to get all the references. We're going to get Jabba's Palace. We'll probably see some familiar faces in there. Um, and so, but I'm I'm okay with all that stuff personally. Oh, uh, oh, the Danny. Is yeah, go ahead. Say Jabba. Jabba. See, he said Jabba. Jabba. <laughs> and yet you say cast and not cast. Well, what what is what is the what is the correct way to say it though? Because this is no, it's not about Italian correct. Name. So is it Jabba or Jabba? Well, I'm just, it's not, it's not, it's not the right or wrong way. I'm just interested in, in where you go ah versus ah. That's it. Oh no, I, I see what you mean. But I think with this particular instance, it's a name, isn't it? So I might be pronouncing the name wrong. Oh, like Boba or Boba. I, I don't know if there is. Is, is it Boba right Fett or like, Boba Fett? I think it's, it's Boba. I think it's Boba. It is Boba. But, but that's a name, right? So is it Jabba or Jabba? I mean, I Jabba. say Jabba, but I don't know if that's correct or incorrect. Now you got to be second yeah, guessing things. Sorry, continue talking. No, I, I was done. I, I was done. The trailer, that was it. I was that was that was it. I'll watch it, but the trailer didn't do it for me. Yeah, that's how I that's how I feel. I agree. Anything else? Anything else on this before we move on? Nope. They say nay. All right. Are you guys ready to talk about Eternals? So how do you guys want to handle this? Fifty percent. Just before you do that, Jody. Yes. Sorry, sorry, Jody. Just before we do it, I don't recall or um, a conversation that I've heard you guys have about how you felt about the Harry Potter franchise. Fans or not fans? Fan. Fan. Not fan. Fan. Because Chris Columbus has said he's he's very keen to direct the um, the Cursed Child with the original cast because he mm. thinks they're the perfect age to do it now. And he's just said that he would like to do that with the original cast. He's the worst the of all the directors who worked on those cursed, movies. The cursed, cursed, cursed. Cursed, cursed, whatever. Cursed Child. Cursed child. I, I haven't I think read it yet, on. which is weird because I bought it. I should it's, have It's uh it. it's I've heard. It's it's like I, I read it and I was like I was entertained in the moment, but then afterwards I was like, oh that breaks things. They they break the time travel element in the series because oh, do the they? time travel I haven't the read time... that's what I wondered. I haven't read it. That's why I wonder what you guys' opinion. I didn't know if you guys even liked the Harry the, the franchise, the series, the, 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 I, the film. I am not a fan of the cursed child. It doesn't feel canon, even though it mm. technically okay. is. Because the, the time travel way it's done in Prisoner of Azkaban is everything that is going to happen happens, period. Like it's circular. So like, right. you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. By that? You can't uh, be whereas changed. The, whereas the Cursed yeah. Child is all about changing time, changing oh, okay. things. Um, so it doesn't fall in, in step with what was previously established in the book. So I don't consider it canon. I mean, fuck it. I'll, I'll watch it. I don't give a fuck. I'll watch the movie. But like, I don't think it'll be great. Um, I don't have a problem with Chris Columbus, though. Even though I think I agree they were the, the weakest movies. Yeah, I think the worst Harry Potter director is still a really good director. Because all of yeah. those movies are good. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, sorry, Jack. Uh, yeah, except wanted, I don't like the I fifth one. That drop, so I was interested don't in like what you guys thought. It's not a bad movie, you. though. Uh, it's not. And, and it's grown with time. It's gotten better with time for me, but I'm also like, I also remember really liking book five and not liking movie five, but then yeah. I did not care for book six, but I loved movie six. So I don't know why there are things that stick out to me about book five that I remember and wishing I had seen in the movie. Like for whatever reason, there's this one particular interaction that I wish was in the movie where 
he calls Mad-Eye Moody professor. He's like, I am not, nor have I ever been your professor. I don't know why that moment matters to me. I just- And that it wasn't in the movie, you mean? It was not in the movie, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we all have those things. Like in Prisoner of Azkaban, they never reveal who made the Marauder's Map, which they really should have. That would have taken taken three or four lines of dialogue. Yeah. That's it. And it would have cleared things up. And the other thing that bothered me about the movies overall is- we never see Harry get that shard of the mirror that he uses to look at Aberforth, Dumbledore, but he's just yeah. holding it in movie eight randomly out of nowhere. Right. And it's yeah. just like, there's no reason for it. I'm going to have to go back and see if there is an explanation for that in the movies. Cause you're no, right. I, I don't think there is. I mean, maybe I missed it, but I, I feel like I've watched those movies a fuck ton. Like I watch, I probably watch them at least once a year. Yeah. Those are definitely comfort. So Danny, to yep. your original question, just like Jammer, for me, those are like comfort movies where I'm like, yeah, I want to watch something, just flick one on. Um, even yep. more so probably than Lord of the Rings. So, so. Yeah, for me, yep. sure. I mean, it's it's easy to throw Harry Potter one and two on for Christmas. Yep. yep. During Christmas season. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, sorry, Janji. No, that's fine. Um, to my original question, how do you guys want to handle this? So half of us have seen this movie half of us have not um do you guys want to put on earmuffs do you want to hang around for i'm okay i'm okay to listen to spoilers Um, whatever you say about it give me your most general reactions i'll probably hop off for the podcast okay okay it's not, not spoiled i can do that all right so here we go eternals is out right now it is two hours and 37 minutes it has a 49% 49% on Rotten Tomatoes Ooh. from the critics and an 89% from the audience. Yes, it has. Um, and a 53% on Metacritic, uh, which I think are really fascinating numbers. So the description, we've got the Eternals, a race of immortal beings with superhuman powers who have secretly lived on Earth for thousands of years. Reunite to battle the evil deviants. Directed by Chloe Zhao. Stars Angelina Jolie and Kit Harrington and Richard Madden and Jimmy Chan. Summer Hype. That's all accurate Jammer. information. Hmm? That's all accurate information. Trying to up my game. So just making shit up. Like so it has game. one of those gaps in five gaps? Score and and, uh, <laughs> and uh, Rotten Tomato <laughs> reviews. It's got Sorry. one of those big gaps. So far, at least. Maybe yeah, only the Marvel people. So this is the only it has the prestige of being the only mcu film with a rotten score um so that's what we're dealing with right now and knowing that uh jammer non-spoiler impressions nick is waiting with anticipation what's happening come on come on come on what are you doing my computer just took a shit on me. So it's like everything froze. Do, do it on the dome. All do my it, fuck it. Do it live. Disconnected, like my do mouse and then my headphones. So I can't yeah. do anything. I'm just sitting we can here. Hear just do it live. I can't hear you. So. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to. Okay. So while he's, while he's trying to fix his thing, I'll give mouse. my impressions. Um, so overall, it feels kind of empty. And I think it's because. This isn't too big of a spoiler. There isn't a prominent antagonist in the film for much of it. I didn't really care too much about the deviants. And what I liked about this movie is it helped me hone in on what I didn't like about Dune 
because you're mm. left in these moments um, spending time with these characters and I'm having trouble like relating or caring about them. And there is no antagonist that you care about to be seen for extended periods of time. And so for me, um, it was just kind of dull and empty. It is beautiful. It looks really good. And I have read that Chloe Zhao uh, insisted on filming a lot of this stuff in real locations. And it shows like, I cannot think of a better looking Marvel movie, Um, but the pacing is just not right. I don't think I'd give it a two out of 10 like Manny did, Um, but I think I'd be closer to like a six out of 10. Um, Yeah, that's about where I'm at. What are you here yet? No, cat. Got a cat. Got a cat. Based on that, um, Nick or Danny, you guys have any questions based off of that? Um, I, I, no, I don't. I'm, I'm really interested to see, see the film now, not just based on what you said, but I didn't realize the, they had an audience score yet. And you said it was, what did you say? 89, a high 80s. So once again, we've got that real big split. I mean, it doesn't happen too often, but it does happen sometimes where we had that real big split between audience loving it so far and critics not liking it. Um, I like the look of the trailers. I was a little bit concerned in the trailers that there was a lot of stuff going on that they needed to explain, but I figured the two and a, over two and a half hour runtime was going to do a good job with that. Doesn't sound like it does. No, it does. No. It does. So it. See. Oh, great! Jump. Where's my popcorn? No. Go. So it does a lot to. It it's got a lot of jobs, right? What doesn't so it explain? It, shh. No, I said it has a lot of jobs. It has a lot of jobs. It's trying to be creation myth for the mcu right like we're trying to explain this is where cosmic powers come from this is where all of this shit is distilled from but it's also trying to help you care about these characters and they're also trying to be superheroes at the same time and it's it there is a lot going on and yeah you're right it is a long movie and at least for me it was unbalanced in dealing with all of those things i think they probably either needed a smaller cast or in a better focus and that would have helped some of that. Um, potentially, they could have done, like with the Infinity Stones, it took multiple movies before we even really understood what those were. And so here we've got, here is the birth of the goddamn universe, and we're going to explain it in one movie, but also please care about these people. And so I, I think that with those things, it was okay. It's not a bad movie. It's just not a particularly good one. Jammer is it better than can, Dark World? I think that no. So it's hard. Not worse than Thor: The Dark World. It's way better. It's 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 way better than the worst Marvel movies for sure. Okay. Yes, it is. No. Yes, it is. So I think I liked it better than Captain Marvel, but not by much. I actively dislike Captain Marvel. Um, I think Thor: The Dark World is fine, but here's the thing: I think that Tom Hiddleston is endlessly entertaining. And the closest you've got to that in this movie is Kumal Nanjiani, who tries to like not tries. And I don't I don't want to say it like it's a bad thing. He manages to steal almost every scene he's in. Um, He's really good. But then he does something inexplicable in the end that just that's not inexplicable. It's explicable. I get it. I get it. But I don't. You're right. I don't like it. Um, And I'll explain why when nick pops off and so yeah why don't you go ahead and give your thoughts 
uh, Jammer, and then Nick can Spotter pop off because I don't think there's a way for us to talk about the rest of any of Danny's questions without getting into spoilers. So I will say, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Nice okay. haircut, by the way. Because my computer can't, I, I literally can't use my computer. So I'm just hoping this works. Um, so it is, it does not feel like a Marvel movie for the most part. It, its characters are not its strength. And I feel like Marvel movies are all about character. But this movie is more interested in themes than it is in characters ambitious themes as well as sort of a fantastical high fantasy tone that not that no marvel movie has really done successfully up to this point i guess jonesy might argue they still haven't but i think they really did a good job with really setting itself apart in many different ways focusing on those themes and yes having the characters for me at least making it enough making an emotional investment enough to where the stuff matters but not to the point where you would get like Avengers Endgame or like some of the better Marvel movies. So if you're looking for your typical Marvel movie, this isn't it, but I still think it has something very unique to offer. Yeah, I I think the thing that I would add to that is just you understand the difference between Jammer and I. He is someone that respects a moonshot that is a fail, whereas I do not. I don't think this and is so, a fail though. No, 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 I'm just saying like you respect the idea of like going big and maybe not making it there my impression of this is something that did go like it goes big it's like hey this is how the universe came to be baby and it just does not get there for me um jammer was that the conclusion of your spoiler free thoughts uh i was worried about being bored and i was not bored i was engaged throughout the entire time i feel like i saw this movie with you because there was a woman next to me like openly weeping towards the end yeah that was me yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, huh. But I have to say is there's this, there's this jump scare at the very beginning, like within the first 10 shots of the movie, there's this jump scare. And this girl, a couple seats down, went like, and her popcorn in a bowl all over the place. <laughs> and her boyfriend was just like cracking up next to her. Wait, are you talking about by the water? Yeah. Somebody literally says it's coming. Yeah, but I'm don't mind. I I didn't fucking drop the popcorn. I know. I'm just <laughs> saying, like it's it can't be a jump scare if somebody else screams like it's coming. And yeah, then I know. It but I think like- it, got, it got there. It got there sooner than they thought it was going to get there. And she thought we've all had that problem. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, toodles. Think <laughs> you feel some kind of way about that last comment, Danny? <laughs> like i'm out (laughs) so So, danny what were the other questions that you were wondering i'm not sure because yeah now we can talk more specifically well they were more they were more uh they were more concerns from the trailer like there was going to be a lot of stuff there was a lot of characters in there for a start there's a lot of eternals plus they had to have a protagonist then they had to have some sort of explanation of what's been going on and and so i was worried that they weren't going to be able to do that then the runtime suggested that Possibly they were, and this is where Jonesy then shook his head, and you were you were nodding your head. So, so um, here's the one thing I will say about the about characters: that. they they don't they're not as endearing or as engaging as like Mar as a uh, Avengers. But I think okay. that's also because I think there's a lot of moral gray to a lot of them, and there's a lot of nuance to the point where you you can distinguish them very well from each other, but they're maybe not as outwardly entertaining 
as an Avengers would be. Their personalities aren't necessarily as big for most of them, but they have these sort of defining traits or perspectives on life that I thought were very interesting to think about. And I thought they really took advantage of sort of the, the differences of opinion they might have on things. Like one of them who basically turned on them a thousand years ago in his perspective on humanity or this one guy who invents things and he feels guilty and loses hope in humanity. And then you have this, this aging, this, this sort of person who essentially is, has like a fractured mind and they're constantly, you don't know whether or not this person is going to turn on them or not. And it's just these little, little things that I think make for maybe not the most engaging character on a singular level, but a lot of fun, not fun, a lot of uh, interesting interesting clashes. character dynamics many character dynamics and clashes between them yep well i like I, I like the idea of moral gray areas because i think that always makes for interesting characters so i i mean we had one or two in in the should we say the the, the, the original marvels but you know black widow was always skirted that line a little bit but never in such a way that you found it really really interesting in can she turn real bad or can she go real good so are you saying that there's some characters here that in the future quite quite possibly could could change allegiances change sides for want of a better word to make it black and white good and bad etc etc because i'm not familiar with these characters at all they weren't characters that i'm familiar with from the comics so i'm completely green with the internals yeah i think so okay i don't know how allegiances were fall due to specific situations and to, to some of the stuff that, something that, that Jonesy alluded to is, has to do with Kumail Nanjani's character who doesn't participate in the climax of the movie. He leaves because of something that happens and he doesn't come back until the better thing's over. And it was interesting because he, he had an interesting perspective on things because of a twist that happens. He has a certain perspective but he also has an allegiance to another specific character and can't find himself fighting against that person. So he just does it and he just leaves. So he just leaves, just disappears. Just, yeah. He just leaves. Okay. I think that you know, it was I, interesting. Maybe yeah. it's the execution that I didn't care for. I, I, the whole time I was waiting for him to come back and I was a bit disappointed that he didn't come back. I will say that, but I am not sure I would say he inexplicably left. Yeah. So I'm sorry. You're right. It's not inexplicable. He explained it. I don't think that it was executed well. And I think what they needed to show, well, they actually did. I just, I really didn't like it. So there was build up to that moment, right? Where he has that consistent conflict and is saying throughout the course of the film, but maybe it just wasn't strong enough. I have a hard time believing, like within our own lifetimes, we meet people that we are willing to fight and die for, right? And Mm -hmm. within the scope of their lives, our shit is fleeting. And so it's weird to me that people that have known each other for so long, like thousands of years are like, meh, fuck it. I'll see you when you see, when I see you. And I think that it wasn't like that though. It, to me, it was very much, they had this conviction that they've had for thousands of years that gets turned on its head. And as a result leaves, leads to decisions that are fittingly big in their scope because of just how invested they were in what in their mission i know what bothers me about it i know what bothers me about it it's law school have you guys ever dealt with the trolley problem like when they bring the trolley and you're like which chocolate do i get no are you talking about familiar with this i'm talking about the one from uh 
from uh, the good place where you can kill, you can actively kill yes. somebody or let it go yes. and have it kill somebody. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so yes. This is a no, this is a law it. school yep. debate. A law school debate. Uh, and, you know, not just a law school debate, but it is a thing that we debated in law school and talked about. Um, all of that conversation that led up to him making that decision was essentially that. Yeah. And it's it was just frustrating that that was his choice. And I, I guess I just, I don't You just didn't, you like, just didn't like his choice. I didn't like his choice. And mostly because, again, these are people that you supposedly care about. And... But they're also like... I was under the impression that they hadn't, from the trailer, that they hadn't seen each other for hundreds, thousands, millennia. It's true. Hundreds like of hundred, years. Hundreds of years. A couple hundred. It was like 500 years, I think, about. Yeah. Maybe three or five thousands. They, yeah, so I, I got the impression that that was the case, which I was right. So is that not a reason potentially, because I haven't seen the film, remember, is that not a reason why they're not quite as connected and don't care as much? No, as I would say it's, it's, it'd be like the same of like running into a friend from college after 10 years, you kind of pick up where you left off. It, you feel like they they are a family in a sense. You do get when that. When they do get together, you mean? So you, gotcha. So yeah, when they do get back point, together again, you don't feel they've been away for 500 years. No. You feel it was five minutes. Okay. Yeah. And the when funny thing is, they all make up the same lie when they explain who the other person is from. So, so like, there are humans around whenever they meet each other. They're like, oh, this is my friend from college. Like, it's weird that this is like the automatic thing that they, they come to. Um, my other problem with the film is the reason why I was bored and to Jammer's point about these characters not being as um, interesting. So not interesting. They're not, um, they you're don't not as emotionally, you're not as emotionally invested in them. And they're right. not as entertaining. They're not entertaining. You're not as emotionally invested. And the problem with that is the problem with the movie for me overall is the fact that the antagonist doesn't really show up until way into the movie. And so either you have to be bought into the mythology, you have to be bought into the characters or something before you get to like the, okay, what the fuck is the point of all of this? And it takes so long to get there that I did not care because fighting the deviants don't care. They are wireframe, like they're just metal-ish. They're like biomechanical type looking things. They have no apparent agency early on in the film and you're just kind of like all right what is this i don't care um and it it's takes so long week kind of thing monster kind of, of day. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, um i wouldn't say that i it is it's just not as interesting and so i think that i would think of it akin to something like aliens right aliens was different because it's a pressure cooker and there's this constant danger there's always something like even if these are faceless thoughtless um killing machines you're always in danger and people are getting picked off every five seconds this isn't like that they are not able to create the same tension in i this. disagree i didn't think so because i didn't um, i honestly i was just like after what happened i was like oh any of these guys could die i don't know who's going to die next i thought they i was like oh i, I don't know who's going to survive i didn't feel the same way and um, I also felt like this movie kind of played out a little bit like a, like a mystery, um, where you, you kind of like almost like Watchmen, <laughs> you know, 
where someone kills one of them and then it's about like getting to yes. the center of why and how. And so here's, here is where I actually wrote a note on this and I think that you're right, but I think it was done better in Invincible and in Watchmen. Um, I haven't read Invincible, they, so I can't speak to that. But you have you watched the show? No. So they, okay, so I don't want to ruin Invincible. Um, Watchmen, they focus on smaller characters. Um, the scope is smaller. And, and they so also dig age. deeper into each character substantially. Yes. Yes. Um, and so all of those things lend to solving that mystery. Because at the end of the day, while the mystery and those things are interesting, that is not the most interesting thing about Watchmen. Not at all. You're so invested in Rorschach. You're so invested in Owlman. You're so invested in Dr. Manhattan. Like by the time you do find out what happens, yeah, it's nice to know, but you, you're so wrapped up in who these people are. And, and I, I it, that goes back to my point that I thought was your main problem. Characters are not the movie's strength. The focus oh, is on the themes. Yeah. And as a result, you aren't as invested in the movie because you can't get steeped into the characters. It's very much based on where it thematically wants to go and where it kind of takes you plot ways and sort of more the more nuanced clashes in dynamics between the wide cast of characters. I think I also, to believe the thing that they were saying, I needed more human interaction. So the idea of like, we care about these people so much and we can't stand watching them die. I needed human avatars to stand in for that. And so Danny, what you see throughout the course of the film is they move from different society to different society. And at one point, like you're seeing people die. Um, and Would it have been better if they inserted a Russian family into the middle of the movie? Yes, that is exactly what I needed. <laughs> um, but I, I think it is, it's hard to believe their connection to humanity without that because most of the time what you see is just them interacting with each other and feeling bad about what's happening around them but you don't really ever see them until modern day have positive human interaction that would endear them to these people and that would also help me connect to them i guess your point yeah and it's interesting to me because i did read a couple of reviews and none of them really touch on this they all sound kind of whiny i think it's a gorgeous movie um i think that the reason why it feels cold is that so no antagonists no real human interaction then we get to present day and it's just like i don't really care about cersei and her boyfriend like good fuck um i did made it sound you made it sound there, Jonesy, that they, as they go through time, as best you mm -hmm. just explained it, they, they stand on the sidelines looking in saying, oh, that's a real shame that's happened, but never doing anything about it or, and then just moving well, that's, on to that's the next. Well, that's the conflict. Thing. Yeah. That's the conflict. Yeah. So, yeah. And obviously I haven't seen it, so I don't understand that, but that would make me feel like, well, if you really gave a shit, you would either do something. Now they can't do something. So to Jones's point, then it does sound like they needed to show that they do care about the humans, which means you need to show a bit more of the humans. You need to show yeah. why they would care about them rather than just seeing random horrific events through time. So I think seeing a couple yeah. of extra scenes would have been helpful for that. I could agree with yeah. that, but I, I like, don't think it was like, a huge problem for me personally, because I think uh, that is part of the conflict is 
is is like they can't do anything about it they're not supposed to and then when they do it's like okay well he's gone essentially but i think for me so here's okay here's another way of explaining it show don't tell selma hayek has danny how much do you want or spoiled or do you care I don't honestly, okay. honestly don't are we care. sure it's i feel like this is one of those movies this is don't want no, to spoil this this part matters and this okay. they, this will answer kind of the question and it goes to my entire point that i'm making right now jump in just Sel- selma hayek has a conversation with richard madden and she's talking about why she's had a break with ashim ashim is the the for lack of a better term god's celestial, celestial. that created them and the reason why she no longer wants to go along with what he's saying is because after she disbanded the Eternals, she walked among the humans and she watched them laugh and love and cry and do horrific things to each other and all. The, but like, these are the things that endeared her to them. We never saw any of that. And it was also, and so, it was also the fact that they reversed Thanos' snap. Right. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, yeah. So. But it showed how what I'm how saying in, not in, how okay continue yeah what I'm saying is not being able to see her interaction or even her reaction to the snap is that same disconnect that I'm having with this movie. So show her reaction to the snap. Show her walking among the people. That's like one scene, right? Like just walking through people in New York or um, Japan or like some populace where you're you're feeling something for these people and you never get to see it because she is his acolyte she is the eternal prime she is the one who believed in his mission the most and has been serving him for millions of years more than any of the other eternals i needed to see what changed her mind Mm. that's fair so that's where the movie falls flat for me that's why it feels kind of cold and empty to me because everything that they're talking about every the movie hinges on you understanding how they feel about humanity such that they would break with their creator. And but there is also I never got that. like, there is also though this disconnect, the fact that they are celestials or not celestials, eternals. Sure. There is, there is inherently a disconnect and that I could see that distant perspective at the end of the day, these are just puny humans leading things. Um, yeah, but I, I feel like other movies where people are long lived, they've done a better job of showing like, like think about Highlander. I live for X amount of years, but I've fallen in love with you. And that is hard. That is difficult because you're, you're going to be snuffed out in a relatively short amount of time. And you understand and you feel that, that conflict of like, is it even worth it for me to connect with you here? They are outwardly saying we care about these people but they never show why as a matter of fact one of the few human interactions they have in the past someone's trying to steal from them yeah highlander does it highlander does it almost with three times with his first wife in the highlands you see his heartbreak having to watch her get old and he's not then when he rescues the girl that ends up being his his uh, his, uh, I'm going to say, um, assistant, his PA, his, his yeah. best friend, and he has to say goodbye to her. And then, obviously, the, the, the love at the end. So in a relatively sh- a film that's probably half the length of Eternals, they managed to get you to uh, understand how hard it is to be immortal 
and it was just a couple of scenes. It was a couple of heartbreaking scenes of him, yep. or the, the females in his life dying in his arms. Basically, that's what it was. And and but um, so yeah, that seems like a bit of a shame. So I'm I might um, I, I'm not spoiled by that, but I will certainly see if I, I can mean, see it from Jan's perspective whether yeah. it may be enough. So we'll see. I hope so. Um, yep. cause I, I think for me, that was the thing that is ultimately the thing that left me feeling kind of hollow. Yeah. I think, uh, I think I agree with most of your, uh, improvements of like, I think those things would lead to a better movie, but at the same time they were like, not so, I didn't feel as empty as hollow as you watching, but yeah. I think it also had to do with the fact that I was so engaged by the thematics of the story and just the character nuance that I was like, that's fine. That's a fine trade-off for me. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, you have any other questions? Um, do they, uh, well, you've kind of answered already. There's some sort of issue that means they can't get involved with human affairs. And they explain that sufficiently enough, obviously, because they're yes. going to have to, because everyone's going to go, well, why didn't you fucking get involved when Thanos came down? I mean, they answer it. Felt a little, felt a little ham-fisted. It, it was just oh. like, why didn't you why didn't you do it it's like because we were told not to that's it 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 seems oh. like the way that that question was asked and answered it seems like hey we've got to address this and it just felt weird it didn't feel weird yeah. to me i just don't think the answer would which is going to please anybody because literally it's you could as was proven by one of them but it's just that you weren't you're not supposed to I, it sounds I guess, to me that they can just going to use the excuse, well, God, God moves in mysterious ways. Don't basically, question <laughs> that is it. Um, so they don't I say think, that to be clear. <laughs> what it is? No, no, I was just saying, yeah, basically. Um, I think the my problem with that particular moment is it's the way he kind of blurts out. He's like, well, why didn't you help with Thanos? Like, I guess. Um, I mean, I guess that's the first question any of us would ask. But it seems weird. It just, it, it, there's something about it and I, I'd have to see it again and I'm not going to, but I'd have to watch <laughs> that interaction again. I'm going there's something to. about it. Like I said, it seems very, not necessarily shoehorn, but there is something about the way that he says, like, why didn't you help with Thanos? Um, and it's because then, maybe he, he asks exactly the question that a fan would ask and you're like, yes, it takes you out of it just because it's a fan. Yes. Would ask. Yeah, I yeah. That. I don't and, agree with you, but I could see. And the way he follows it up with, he says, or or any other human atrocity or anything like that, I would have gone the, uh, because Thanos is like the most recent thing that happened. And maybe it's a primacy and recency thing. Like he's only focusing on the most recent thing that happened, but like, wait, you've been here for thousands of years. What about slavery? What about the Holocaust? What about the Indian genocide? What about that? Like, you know, I, I guess nothing against those things, but I feel like the decimation of half of life in the entire universe is kind of a big deal too. And sure. A, and a lot, all those other things were human atrocities. They by us on ourselves. This Thanos was someone coming completely from another planet and that we had no way of defending against potentially. Yes. And so that, that's, a, that's a different kind of threat. Us being assholes to each other is something that they've had to witness for years. Even the very first cavemen would have been fighting each other tribally. So they, but they didn't to want to. And so that's part of the right. like, yes. But even when it was human on human, they have that conflict within themselves about what should we do about this? And okay. so, again, I think Jammer kind of hit it on the head. It sounds like a fanboy question. Okay. It, it would have made more sense 
if he had just focused on human atrocities or any of the attacks that have happened um gotcha. humans are, like it it does sound super fanboy it's written weird i think it's interesting gotcha. i think i think it's one of those things why in writing you a lot of times if you're trying to get from a to b you don't just go from a to b you go to like a to a1 to a2 to a3 and you kind of go around b yeah. because it just for some reason feels more natural because if you're just asking the question right away it just doesn't feel right yeah it feels, yeah. yeah again it's like it's like a do, doing a trial you don't ask the ultimate question you imply it like i lost my sister in the uh, the decimation i lost you know like who did you lose how that's what it is that's what thought how did it affect you don't just fucking ask about thanos i lost my sister i lost my mother i lost something something where the fuck were you well i don't I, think he was asking in an angry and judgmental way he was asking in a genuinely curious way right and again that's it sounds more fanboy and i would want that's that is my problem with the movie it needed more feeling it needed more emotion and so for me if i'm looking at someone that has the power to help and i'm just like where were you doing this thing i lost my mother i lost my father i lost my sister i lost my brother like where the fuck were you that could have been that could have been so much better couldn't it you could have had them ask the 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 more human questions of why you're not doing this uh like you said my mom my dad and how come you're not helping these people and things like that and then that that could have been left for us to then just insert thanos in the answer to that question any other atrocity that you and i can think of yeah that's a good question why didn't he help my mom that died of cancer etc insert thanos into that question and you've got that broad answer so do you think it was do you think that the writers chose to do that so that it was it it kind of I don't want to say it dumbed it down for the viewers, but it meant okay, we were going to address this in the room with one quick answer, and and that's it because we know you're all going to ask that. Yes, but it sounds I think to that, me because that lack of human connection, that's another thing that's left it a little bit empty for you because so they, they you're, you're, even your before explanation, your explanation, Jonesy, invites more conflict they don't have time for if he makes it personal about i lost my son i lost my sister i lost my dad then it all of a sudden becomes not just well, why didn't you do this it's like fuck you why didn't you do this and then all of a sudden yeah. you have another conflict to it that but i'm frankly, okay you're describing that. a three-hour movie jonesy no that is a, a couple second interaction which makes her interactions with icarus make slightly more sense it separates her again from the humans because what i think these people essentially are are angels right? If Ashim is a god, they're angels. And so now we're having that theme question that Jammer brought up about what is the purpose of life? What is all of that stuff? Um, and I feel like, again, the more human thing to do is ask a question in that way. And again, this, this is all subjective, right? This is me nitpicking sure. at this point. Sure. Um, no, but but it, I, it, 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 does, it does make me get a better understanding of why you don't like it and you do need to care about these characters and if they're meant to have cared about humans you would you would ask that question but hold on you say you care about us but you didn't get involved when would you get involved if i could cure everybody's illness then everybody would live forever and we'd have an overpopulation well how do i stop could i should i have stopped this person from wiping out a thousand people but then it comes ten thousand people like the trolley question right when do you choose to save one life knowing that you could kill five or kill five knowing that one's going to die i think it's quite tough so and so to your point about if i could save one person selma hayek's power is to be able to can touch people and heal them. and maybe it only works on eternals we don't know i don't remember her okay. 
seeing her do it to a human. But I think that that would have been a moment where they could have done a lot of work with my issue with the film. Like, had she used her power to heal humans? Had she been a nun? Like, it would have been interesting if she was Mother Teresa, right? Because we have people that were um, Athena. So um, uh, Angelina, Angelina Jolie was Athena, but she was Athena. Um, that's who they understood her to be. Um, Icarus was the Icarus. Um, Gilgamesh was Gilgamesh. And so it would have been interesting if Salma Hayek used her healing power in, in a way that emotionally connected her to the humans. And I would have felt a, a lot better about this movie um, had they been able to, again, bridge that gap between the humans and the Eternals such that I believe that they cared about us. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's cool. I'm good. I'm going to watch it. I've, I've got tickets booked next week. I've got my IMAX tickets booked next week with my brother and nephews. So they're excited about it. I look forward to seeing how they feel about it because they're eight and 11 respectively. So um, Oof, I'll be surprised if the eight and 11 year old are, in, are entertained to be perfect. Well, well, that's what I'm based on what you guys are saying. I'm quite interested in that too, but they, they yeah. both love James Bond. So, I mean, I know that's slightly mm. different, but that's a two and a half hour two two hour 40 movie. That's not exactly right. special effects and, laser guns so so we'll see i'll let you know next um week. so the last thing i'll ask before I close out uh, jammer the end credit scene so there are two post credit scenes did those either get you excited for what's coming next were you curious like how did you feel i was shocked at the first end credit scene i was like this is like a tonal reversal complete tonal <laughs> clash with the rest of the movie and we got fucking Pip the Troll in the movie, which I did not expect we'd ever get fucking Pip the Troll. And the CG was awful on him, but whatever. Um, I didn't care too much. It was just weird. It was weird and goofy. I was like, oh, sure. It made me laugh. It like it was hammy and goofy. And I was like, yeah, I'll watch it. Okay. And then the, the other one, I was just like, I know nothing about this character, but I'm intrigued. Sure. Black Knight. Yeah. Um, who was the voice off camera? <laughs> off camera. Mm-hmm. Off camera. Yeah. Off camera. Oh, oh I don't fuck. fucking know. I don't know. <laughs> who was it? Do you I know? I don't know. No, I you don't. Know the voices off I have camera. Not looked. The 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 deviants. I definitely thought that was fucking Keanu Reeves as the voice really? of the deviant when we first heard him talking. I was like, is that Keanu Reeves? It was a scars guard, apparently, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, it was weird. Interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. What, what did you think of the post credit scenes? Uh, kind of indifferent to Star Fox because it implicates, like, again, don't care about these characters and don't care about this world. So it's like kind of whatever. Uh, the Black Knight thing was mildly interesting, but um, I. I because I don't care about the characters from this movie, I it doesn't really matter to me. Wow. So yeah. You really didn't care about the characters. No. And again, it's not a bad movie. It's just not a good one. So but how is that true if it's a great movie? Did I say it was a great movie? No, I did. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know what's interesting? So thankfully, we were just confused. Uh, the director of the Eternals, Chloe Shao, let fandom in on a little secret. That was the voice of one of my favorite superheroes, Mr. Blade himself. Blade, Blade, Blade. Yeah. You just have to wait for Blade's solo movie. I just. Oh, so that was Mahershala Ali? 
Yeah, I just oh, don't fuck. know what they're doing with the movie, but Mahershala Ali is a treasure. It's going to be epic. I'm more interested about that than I cool. am the rest of this fucking movie. So I will say, I got excited by the post-credit scenes because after each one, I was just like, fuck you. <laughs> For both of them. Because I was intrigued enough to keep watching the continuations of both of those scenes. Mm. No, but not the I, film. But not a sequel to the film. No, I I'm in, I liked the movie. I liked it. I thought it was. I thought. Oh, it was oh sorry, Jamie. Yeah, sorry, you did like it. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. I think I'd give it a B. B, really? Because I think I it does it. like those things that you mentioned. Like you're not as invested in these characters as you would be in your standard standard Marvel movie. But I just think the trade off for me was good enough to keep it at a B. Okay. I'm gonna go with like C, C minus. So. Okay. Any last questions, Danny? No, sir. Nope. Shutting it down. All right. Cut the check. So wait, wait, wait. What? Jonesy, did you see that twist coming? The twist in the movie? Kind of. I not coming. Not necessarily because it was obvious, but I was like, all right, something's not adding up. Like we we haven't really seen an, an an intelligent antagonist yet. And that was the only thing that made me think but it was like a fleeting thought i had no idea it wasn't like this is what's going to happen dude and that they had dope fight scenes at the end that i really liked with the fast girl versus the villain when she yeah. was like knocking them all over the place and just the way they did that with the music was so good that was good was that was really good, good. i think like, the it had a great good. it had a great third act i thought i don't know if i thought it was great but i do agree with you that fight like flash versus superman pretty fun yeah so anyway shut it down shut it down all right dear listener if you like what you're do all the socials like rate comment share subscribe we would definitely appreciate it also wherever you're listening to this podcast jump on there and rate us if you can also lrm has other great content on where else lrmonline.com gentlemen where can you be found you can find me on twitter at jam the writer and all of my novels under the name aj serna on amazon and audible daniel where can you be found I told you before, you can't find me, I find you. Okay. And of course, you can find me tweeting at Sir Jonesius on Instagram as well as on Sir Jonesius' file and contributing to the podcast. Um, can't find you either. Can't find me. I can't find me. What the hell? Yeah, man. <laughs> of course, you can, of course, find me right here on Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast. Folks, as always, we'll see you on the next one. Hasta lasagna. Mission accomplished. Don't get anything on you. Is that how it goes? That's what I was humming. I was like... (laughs) So, not for podcasting. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. 
Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 